Broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Get ready, pal. need to chill out a little bit. Tell them it's going to be a rock and roll. Friday. Happy December 1st. How did we get to December already? Seriously. Uh, it is uh, a, a feel-good Friday that we are celebrating. I am Stephanie Bell, and I am joined here by Trey Fauché. He is the chairman of the Missouri College Republicans. Good morning, Trey. Good morning. Thanks uh, for having me. And we have Hannah, and she is still uh, <laughs> feeling a little bit under the weather. Hello. But she is here. Uh, John Marshall, of course, is here. Yes, I'm. And Ryan Houseworth has been talking to our friends who are kicking off the holiday season here uh, locally. Um, so we will uh, get to that. But um, well, actually, let's do that now, Hannah. Last night, uh, Jeff City had a big event. It was really exciting. Had a big countdown. That was the official lighting of the mayor's Christmas tree, which is kind of the kickoff to some of our big local events. So we will get to those. But I was personally watching the Newsom DeSantis debate. Trey, did you watch? You know, I watched some of it. Um, just couldn't get into it whenever it's <laughs> two people who are very unlikely to have the nomination going forward. And so you just watched a few minutes and then turned it off. Yeah, I watched about five, ten minutes of it and... It felt like both of them were just kind of dodging the questions, no real conversation in the room. And at some point, I just got sick of it through the TV or through the TV <laughs> remote and walked out. See, I have a different perspective. I watched the whole thing and I really enjoyed it. We're going to uh, play some audio from that coming up. But Brian, while we've got you, we are expecting some new things tonight at uh, Jefferson City's Living Windows. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and of course, Columbia's got a big event as well. But there's there's going to have at least, I talked to uh, Kara, who's the organizer of this, Kara Alexander Stark. Everybody knows her in Jeff City, the uh, co-owner there of Cork and Board. They expect 5,000 people, Stephanie and uh, Trey, for the event, and John as well, and Hannah, for the event tonight. More than 5,000 people. But the biggest thing people are going to notice tonight about what's different from the event is the drone shows are going to be taking place tonight. They are going to have, and she couldn't give me a lot of details because they want to surprise people, but they have a new company. This is what she could tell me. It's called Starstruck Drone Shows. It's a company based here in Jefferson City. They're going to have 150 drones go up 400 feet in the air tonight, which is going to be incredible in Jefferson City. They're going to have a Santa Claus waving and presents being unwrapped. So two shows, 10 to 12 minute light shows, one at seven, one at eight. And if you go to their website, I did Starstruck. They, they describe their shows as jaw dropping and they have a picture on their website and, and you can't tell it's at night. That's how lit up this thing is. Wow. So you're going to be able to see it from everywhere. 
That is going to be going on at the same time the candlelight uh, tours are going on at the governor's mansion. So it's just going to be a lot of excitement. And then Santa Claus is coming to the Columbia event. He very well may get on uh, the the sleigh and head down to Jeff City as well. But we know he'll be in Columbia tonight. But uh, the one in and the one in Columbia is big, no question. But the one in Jeff City. I think it's bigger because you also have the governor's mansion as well and the and the candlelight tours and the uh it's the Richardson family that donated the Christmas tree this year that'll be lit at 6 and uh, you can take a candlelight tour it's all free the governor's mansion get this light show my advice to people, if they're going to go to the candlelight tour, get there early because the tree's lit at 6. should be parked now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just going to be, it'll be mobbed. I well, mean, it'll be, when I say it's just going to be full of people. And of course, to, uh, Saturday will be the lighted Christmas parade there in downtown Jefferson City. John, it's just kind of a staple weekend. I mean, how many years has this gone on? And do you have any favorite memories from Living Windows past? Living windows. Yeah, I've had friends who've performed in the windows. I remember at Samuel's Tuxedos, my buddy Mike Michelson was there performing in the window on his keyboard and singing Christmas carols and all that. I remember being in the Blue Tiger Battalion, Lincoln University ROTC, and leading the Christmas parade with an 11-pound rifle. The whole oh, wow. Time. That's awesome. That's oh, pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Through the slush and the snow a couple of years. Yeah, that was real fun. Uh, but John brings up a very good point about lincoln and everybody involved because the the parade and i don't want to leave the parade out the parade is a huge deal in 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 jefferson city as well they will have uh, several thousand people in in downtown for that uh that'll be going on tomorrow and john and i will keep people uh, up to date on on that i think my big memory of the um the living windows and there's so many in jefferson city and columbia but just the the crowds that are there to to see the uh, the the mansion it's just absolutely incredible and uh it's almost impossible to get in by the way to madison's restaurant uh, <laughs> you 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 literally <laughs> can't if, even get down madison street <laughs> exactly again so go, be parked uh, now <laughs> yeah you if you want to see rob go, go rob and have something to eat but you got to get there early yeah hey, props to cole county ems they're kind of spearheading the toys for tots drive yeah. in not just Cole County, but several of the surrounding counties. We understand they're going to be down there with an ambulance collecting toys for Toys for Tots right on High Street. Nice. Yes. And yeah, I would say this is the uh, the only event that would beat this Living Windows event would be perhaps the Salute to America event in downtown Jefferson City. So, um, I mean, just huge turnout numbers. And yes. so we are excited for all of that. I know um, if you're looking for information, I know the CVBs in both communities have, that's the Convention of Visitors Bureau, have data up and then also the Downtown Jefferson City Association. So, um, and, and also I'll have it up uh, oh, yeah. within the hour on both the 93.9theeagle.com and kws.com and some pictures as well that I I put together. I'll have that up. I just got to have time to do it. But it's it's pretty basic. The uh, the Columbia event is from six to eight. Pretty straightforward there with Santa Claus, the horse carriage rides, and the one in Jefferson City is five thirty to nine thirty. But I'm going to tell you, there'll be people down there till probably close to midnight tonight. Oh, sure. Well, that's exciting, and we are excited to kick off the holidays right here in mid-Missouri. Of course, I want to remind folks, we are joined by guest co-host Trey Fouché. Now, Trey has guest hosted on the show before. Trey, tell the folks a little bit about yourself, if they're unfamiliar. Yeah, so I am a junior at the University of Missouri. I am studying constitutional democracy. How is that a major? (laughs) Is Is that political science? So... 
That is under the Kinder Institute of Constitutional Democracy. Shocking, I know. <laughs> and so we are a multidisciplinary institute, which is under the College of Arts and Science. We basically take political science, history, there's a little bit of economics, a little bit of philosophy, and we come together and from all different angles and analyze the history, the founding, and the political nature of our republic. And then when you're not in class, you've been working with the College Republicans group. Correct. So last year, I was the president of the Mizzou College Republicans. This year, I am also the state chairman of College Republicans, and I'm I try to be as active as I possibly can in Republican politics around the state. Well, we're glad you're joining Amen. us here today, even though I think you disagree with me about the Newsom and DeSantis thing. Uh, <laughs> DeSantis, I feel like, came out swinging last night. I think well, it was his best performance on stage by far this cycle. We've got some of his opening here. When I was in the Navy, I got orders to go to Naval Amphibious Base Coronado in Southern California. And I was a lifelong Floridian, but I went there and I was like, man, this is one of the most beautiful places on Earth. And I think California has more natural advantages than any state in the country. You almost have to try to mess California up. And yeah, that's what <laughs> Gavin Newsom has done since he's been. And it just went on from there. And he did have some help from Sean Hannity. Uh, a lot of folks were saying, hey, it's two versus one. Um, but some of my takeaways, John, you think that he that it was a strong performance. Did I hear that from you? Yeah, I, I, I thought Newsom had a strong performance. He had, boy, his, not Newsom, DeSantis had a strong performance. Especially his writers were working overtime with some of the lines about it's freedom in california to defecate in the street was certainly kind of woke kind of woke people up on that line oh and on the visuals and that's what i really came away with a little bit yesterday was hannity had visuals with the opening of every question and he put up charts or percentages or quote-unquote facts um and, and then asked the candidates a question regarding that fact and then asked them to respond and it was really interesting because the candidates kept or I, I call them the candidates newsom technically isn't a candidate but um so uh but they kept respond the governors um were still arguing over the figures and newsom would just say those aren't right and DeSantis is like here it is in black and white and so i think the visuals were you just hearing those and you'd hear one person say it's this number and another person say it's this number I think it would have been less effective. But with Hannity being like, these are the numbers, uh, it, it was very impactful. And then also, John, about the, um, I think people are referring to it as the poop map, um, which I wouldn't have even <laughs> known what that was. But DeSantis came with like pictures of stuff in his pockets. Um, and so at one point he brought out a picture of, and they actually had to redact some of it, a picture that was rather explicit of one of the books um, because uh, Newsom was going after him about book banning. But then the other picture he had was, you know, yeah, you're doing a great job. Here's a poop map of everywhere, you know, a human has defecated on the streets. And I wouldn't have even known about that. But didn't you do that for What's Hot with Hannah one day, Hannah? I'm pretty sure you did. Uh, like yeah, it app. sounds like something I would have done. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I would add one thing, too. Um, it, it, it grabbed my attention that uh, and i understand where you're coming from trey but i also understand where stephanie's coming from i did think it was interesting hannity said on his radio show that he was going he was not going to take sides and he he he, you know but i still think overall it it was really good um it, it was it was it was a good debate and hannity did say on his radio show right here on 93 down the eagle yesterday 
that he said he gives Gavin Newsom a lot of credit for coming on. He said a lot of people were were surprised that he was coming on. He did come on. Um, they do get along very, very well. And remember, Democrats are not used. They don't like the idea of debating. You hardly ever see the Republicans have the you just don't see that. I mean, watch MSNBC. How often do you see quote unquote debates? I mean, you, you, you know, the, the, the talking heads do all the talking and you have to fall fall in line with them. Gavin Newsom coming on Fox News and going on a channel like that. I do have to give him credit for that. Now, he, a lot of those people, most of them are not going to vote for him. But the fact he did show up and, and go on with DeSantis, I thought was good. Perhaps. I thought, it, I, thought it, I thought it was impressive. Not talking about what he said. I'm just saying the fact he came in to do it was, uh, you got to give the guy credit. I think he and Hannity are going to be less friendly after <laughs> how last night went. I, I, it did seem at times a little bit to be um two versus one but I, I just don't think he had a very good performance um i expected i mean he's a slick guy and when you see him just right on tv by himself i really thought he might overpower desantis desantis has not looked good on the stage but i i mean i really thought desantis just walked away with it and i really people are saying i don't think it's going to change anything um about the numbers i really think desantis might get a bump from that really i do because i know i mean haley has seen a drastic bump recently i mean now she has the americans for prosperity endorsement she's picking up some more movement in the polls and states like iowa and, and new hampshire and south carolina i i don't know i think it's starting to swing towards haley in that number two spot pretty strongly i, I think you're right but i think this in particular will give DeSantis a bump now i also think if nikki haley was on that stage versus gavin newsom she would have uh, walked away with it as well and perhaps even done better than DeSantis. but given his past performances i guess i was just based on my expectations i was rather surprised at how last night went well if we're going with hypotheticals uh what about uh chris christie up there with uh Gavin Newsom. <laughs> right. Well, we want to hear from you all. Did you watch the debate? And if you did, who won? Was it DeSantis? Was it Newsom? Or was it Trump? Text us at 573-874-9390. We're also doing what we do every Friday, winners and losers at 830. So text us your nominations for that. And we've got a big show coming up. We're going to be talking to Jackson Brothers of the North at 710. They're the folks who won the contract for the food at the airport. So more info on that. And then in the 8 o'clock hour, we'll be joined by Representative Reich for a preview of the upcoming legislative session. But up next, I think I actually agree with Matt Gates on this. Surprising, I know. <laughs> this is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Wake Up Mid-Missouri featuring your mom. Mr. Speaker, whatever Mr. Santos did with Botox or OnlyFans is far less concerning to me than the indictment against Senator Menendez, who's holding gold bars inscribed with Arabic on them from Egypt while he is still getting classified briefings today. That is Matt Gates getting us into the Daily DC rundown. I don't usually agree with him. Trey, are you a Matt Gates fan? You know, I can't really say that I uh-huh. am overwhelmingly a Gates but he has, fan. But he, he does, has a point, right? He does. But do two wrongs make a right? Like, if we have two bad apples, shouldn't we just get rid of them both? <laughs> 
The it's vote hard is to say, yeah. the vote is happening today on Santos, and of course he had a press conference yesterday morning, and I thought maybe he's going to defend himself, or maybe he'll just resign early. Instead, he was calling for the resignation of Jamal Bowman, who is the person who was pulling the fire alarm. Um, so just still pointing the fingers, and completely, he's just delusional. Yeah, at this point, I, you know, Gates again. He does make some really important points. You've seen a lot of people with the Freedom Caucus. They're um, standing behind Santos, even though politically they may not agree with him. They they really want to see us keep the Republicans in the House that we have. We, and and, and I, we can't really afford to lose the ones that you know, got, are questionable, and, unfortunately. And I think a lot of folks wonder what the precedent would be if he's actually expelled. Well, uh, something to feel good about on your Friday that's going on in Congress, since there's not a lot, um, apparently. And another reason to love Rand Paul. Apparently, Joni Ernst was choking at a lunch yesterday, and Rand Paul performed the Heimlich maneuver and was thanked by Joni Ernst. So they're still people, and they're uh, you know they're helping each other. So I was glad to hear that. Uh, we um, also got an update on the Trump gag order. If you recall, we had some uh, friends in Missouri on that team fighting for Trump. Uh, we were hopeful that the gag order uh, would be narrowed, but we heard yesterday um, from a four-judge panel that the gag order will be reinstated. Um, also yesterday, we were having a ton of walkouts. Uh, KJP walked out of a press conference after uh, people started asking questions over one another. We also got a walkout in the Judiciary Committee by Republicans. The Judiciary Committee... Um, Democrats voted to subpoena conservative donors Harlan Crow and Leonard Leo, uh, and Republicans didn't like that. So by the time they got to the roll call vote, all of the Republicans had left the room. You know, going back to the KJP thing, I, I really wish I could just walk out whenever people are doing their jobs in front of me. Fair point. Fair point. All right. Well, we have uh, some guests coming up in the seven o'clock hour. We will be talking about airport uh, food. And then in the eight o'clock hour, we'll be getting a preview from Representative Cherie Reich. Up next, we're talking screenshots. Ra- Miss some of the show? Check out our podcast at 939theeagle.com. big screenshot girly right now what's the percentage that you're ever going back and looking at the screenshots zero yeah <laughs> what mental illness mm-hmm. am i suffering from that i continually keep screenshotting things that i know i will never never see again but i feel good what are you screenshot you know what let's i'll show you my screenshots okay i screenshot a vintage store that i want to go to in france one day okay. <laughs> <laughs> i screenshotted romeo michelle's high school reunion because i've never watched it and i want to watch it once i screenshotted this girl's outfit but a photographer was walking in front so i missed the outfit <laughs> i screenshotted a coffee shop i want to go to in lower east side Four ingredient banana bark that I'm never going to make. <laughs> I am feeling very triggered this Friday by that little bit by Hannah Burner um, talking about screenshots. I am plagued by screenshots, Trey. Are you the same way? Uh, I definitely am. You know, I, I go through my camera roll and it's just a bunch of screenshots that, you know, some of them were accidental. Some of them on purpose. But they're all the same thing. They're utterly useless. And I just forget they exist until I get that notification that says, hey, you're almost out of storage. (laughs) Right. I have I think I have a thousand screenshots in my phone and I haven't had this phone for very long. Um, And they're all completely useless. I am totally guilty of screenshotting outfit photos like places I will never visit uh, (laughs) recipes. Like she said, I was looking. I want to know from you all. Are you uh, 
are you willing to disclose your latest screenshots? Uh, text us and let us know what you're, what's sitting in your screenshots. Right now, for me, it's a lot of things, like gift ideas. I see something and yep. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll buy that. Uh, you know, I'm the same way. The other one that I saw that I just started giggling at just a couple minutes ago was... Um, it is a tour schedule for a band that I wanted to go see with my brother-in-law in Chicago. Oh, and yeah. it's The Longest Johns, which is a band that does sea shanties. <laughs> oh, really? Because I wanted to <laughs> see if I could get him to go with me to Chicago to go see that. Yes, I screenshot a lot and like text it to other people when I'm trying to save myself time. I know I screenshotted the message about the tri-level accident this week and was like, oh, right, Hannah, check this out. Um, and so I send a lot of screenshots to friends, but he sent a lot of them to us when you were stuck in the big tri-level accident a couple few weeks ago. That's a that real very true thing. Hannah, what's in your camera roll? Um, my most recent screenshot is an event that I would like to go to out of state that will probably never happen. Um, a press release and a screenshot of my mom starting a Facebook Messenger group chat called amy's apple watch tech support um <laughs> your mom is the best she just got her first apple watch and she's been having questions so all the siblings are in one group because she got sick of taking turns on who she was asking her questions to I, your mom is your, a genius your mom takes turns yeah it's always allegedly me. I, I, when I need, dad. when I need help, I'm just going to add all the people in my life to a group chat and be like, you've been assigned. I'm <laughs> delegating this duty to you. Has anyone left the group chat with mom yet? That would be awkward because she would get a notification, right? Like Hannah has left the Apple Watch tech support group chat. No, I don't think anyone has left the chat, but I don't know if anyone's been particularly helpful either. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. Well, um, but it's a great idea. I just, I like, I think when you're younger, people just assume that you know how to operate these devices. But I, unless I'm Googling, like I don't have any special tech knowledge. But usually in the past, I've been one of the younger place people at my places of employment. And everyone just asks me all the computer questions. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm not that good. I, I can relate. <laughs> Literally, my advice is usually, have you restarted your computer? Do you have an Apple Watch, though? So you have one, right? Yeah, I do. Okay. So, I mean, you have a little bit of experience. But yeah, yeah. I, I, we had an issue yesterday, and I said, "Have you restarted it? Have you unplugged everything?" And but I hate when I get asked that question. I feel like it is, it's like, "Are you stupid?" Because that's the first question the tech people always tell you. Have you restarted it? Yes, I've already tried that. You know, well, you know, um, before I came to Mizzou back in high school, I actually went to a uh, tech center oh. for my uh, junior year of high school, and I was considering Rankin, actually, which is why I'm very interested in the one they're building down yeah. in ashland but i was actually there for it oh so i i do well, know now we're adding everyone is adding trey to their group chat for it support <laughs> it's been a while i will say i have gotten a little rusty over time for my friends in small businesses i love when the person on the other end of the phone is like can i talk to your it support i'm like you're talking to her you're talking to her <laughs> that's me. mark's not here yeah we're gonna work through this together but they're always shocked when i'm like that's, i don't that's have like us here when i have issues i go down the hall to the web developer's 
guys. Yeah, we have a lot of support at Zimmer, uh, and it's it's very nice because we have experts in almost all the fields. But uh, but yeah, in small businesses, sometimes you just gotta gotta work it out. But I like this new. Uh, it's kind of like phone a friend. I like this new group chat thing. All right, uh, we are also. While I have all the Gen Zs, are you Gen Z, Trey? Technically, yeah. While I have all the Gen Zs in the house, I thought maybe we talk about the word of the year. Uh, Merriam Webster, and usually when we get these, they're like super woke. I for, do you remember what it was last year, Hannah? They're just, they're silly. And, but this year, I'm actually, I, I think I'm on board. Merriam Webster's word of the year, authentic. You think that word is overused, Hannah? Yeah. Trey? Yeah. <laughs> but authenticity is a real thing. And I think the, the reason why Merriam Webster, I think, is picking that word is because we've been so focused on AI. And a lot of it is, and then influencers and that kind of thing. Um, and I think you, I think it comes into the political realm too. You know, the best politicians I think are those that are those who we can say are authentic. Um, and then there, you know, with AI, there's so many questions: Is this deep fake? Is this photo? Is this you know recording? Is it authentic? Well, you know, authenticity wasn't the only word that Merriam-Webster <laughs> used. There were 13 additional, and you you were saying how it's political. One of the 13 is indict. <laughs> yeah, the, no, they definitely always have kind of their own uh, bend. And so um, there are some words on this list that I'm not even sure I under I know what they are. And I think maybe that's because I know what deep fake is. And they're there's but riz is not a word that is in my vocabulary. You all are going to have to explain. And it's R-I-Z-Z. You guys are going to have to explain this to me hannah hannah do you want do you want me to take this one yeah because i'm embarrassed just do do people use this word in real life yeah unfortunately yes i i think it's incredibly (laughs) stupid use it in a sentence yeah so riz tends to refer to a gentleman's ability to attract women like his game which is the nicest way I can put that. Like swag? So like in say, instead of saying John has game, you'd be like, yeah, John has Riz, or he... <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Sorry, John. <laughs> and, but people actually say Riz that word. Riz her up. Or, yeah, the line? Yeah, risen her up. Yeah. So it's like swagger. Kind of. How, how would it be different? It takes it to the next level is, I think, what you get. It's Gen Z instead of millennial. Okay. (laughs) Fair point. Well, the Oxford Dictionary is actually, like, having people vote, and they're having, um, they have competing words that they want people to vote on, and all of these, they say, are significant for this year. One is Swifty versus de-influencing. Now, I know what a Swifty is. I don't live under a rock. But de-influencing is a new trend. I do know what it is, but it's... It's kind of a 2023 thing, right? I actually don't know this one. Oh. De-influencing, it's like, if you were influenced by someone to buy a product, and then you get the product and find out it's really terrible, and you got duped, you basically just get on the internet and say, hey, I'm going to de-influence you. If oh, you've been so it's t- like the TikToks where, like... I bought it so you don't have to. Yeah, it's like oh, it, okay. if you if you bought this or were thinking about buying this, just save your money because here's why. Well, I think that's fair and I think I think that's really helpful because I think people don't go back and say, "Yeah, I got, uh, you know, I I bought this and it it was terrible." Um and so I find those videos really helpful. Uh heat dome versus prompt. I don't what are these things? Does anyone use those words? 
I have no idea what you're talking so about. So a now. prompt. I, okay, I understand what they mean by prompt. Prompt is the instruction you're putting in the Chat GPT, and those I've heard are really. I don't use it as much as I probably should, um, but those are really important. And apparently, you only get out of Chat GPT what you put into it. And if you put in bad prompts, you get garbage back. So you got to get really good at the prompts. Um, heat dome. I think that probably has something to do with climate change. Situationship. That's a new one, right? <laughs> You're yep. laughing so at me again. Jersey Shore leftover. <laughs> <laughs> a situationship refers to a relationship which is completely one-sided. Is that right? Or it's like it's complicated. It's complicated. Gotcha. That's you know. a that's like a true millennial thing though. It's complicated was like one of the OG Facebook relationship statuses, right? Yes, it was. <laughs> okay, so I do I do love, especially today on a feel good Friday, I love that authentic is the word of the year instead of last year's gaslighting. There we go. See, I told you it's always kinda like woke and woo woo. I don't yeah. Last year's was gaslighting, the year before that was vaccine, and before oh that gosh. was pandemic. Okay. Well if you disagree with authentic, we want to know what uh what you think the word of the year should be over authentic or the word indict. Um five seven three eight seven four ninety three ninety. Now we're getting a lot of your texts on uh what is in your screenshots. A lot of you love a good meme or something political. Uh I think so Philip said this is my latest screenshot personal property taxes a yearly fine for being a productive member of society. So yes, you, I assume Philip that you screenshotted that and sent that to your friends cuz that's what I'd be doing with it. Brittany says she's screenshotting a lot of Christmas uh ideas for people. Um Hannah, you got any other people texting in on screenshots? Um <laughs> There was one, it was a suggestion for Christmas gifts for folks from Sam's Club, and it was nothing but soap and deodorant. <laughs> well, some people could use more soap and deodorant. Is yeah. that like giving someone a vacuum cleaner for Christmas? <laughs> I don't know. That's. I think that's one step above coal. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure. Although, I, I think... Coal is like, you're beyond help. And then soap and like socks, that's like, okay, you're... I'm about to live you're in a on, house with a teenage boy, probation. so I think stockings full of deodorant probably are the right plan. There's actually <laughs> a brand of soap that makes a bar of soap called Lump of Coal. Oh, really? And it's, yeah, it's like I got charcoal. It last, <gasps> my mom got me that last year as a stocking stuffer. You could kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I love it. Well, keep sending us your screenshots. A lot of you, um, we've got some messages from Travis. He says he does a lot of woodworking, and so when he's online, he sees inspiration. He kind of takes photos from there. Um, um, the other question I have for y'all is, so you get, all, I mean, the point of Hannah Burner's comment was, I'm never going to go back and look at these, but like we screenshot things because we think like this matters and I'm going to need this later. But then does anyone have a way to organize these things that would actually be helpful? Do you set an appointment on your calendar and you go back and delete or like organize or take notes? I have not. No, it's like Trey said. You get the <laughs> notification from your phone that says, hey, you don't have any data left. Well, and then no, just that's, mass delete. That's when you go back and look at them. Okay, okay. All right. Well, we need to take a quick break. We are going to provide you with some updates when we get back on local events happenings. And I already have a nomination for winners and losers of the week. It's actually winners of the week. Some local kids from Hallsville. That's up next on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. 
Listen to Wake Up Mid-Missouri from anywhere in the world by downloading our app for free. Stephanie Bell, and I am joined by Trey Fauché, who is the chairman of the Missouri College Republicans and a student at Mizzou. We are um, getting some updates out of Jefferson City on the Department of Corrections um, yesterday. Uh, so we knew that Ann Precythe would be leaving state government yesterday. Governor Parson announced that Trevor Foley will serve as acting director. Valerie Mosley and Travis Terry will serve as DOC deputy director. So I know a lot of people are watching that um, and interested in who is going to take the reins there. Um, so an update for us. Now, I want to go ahead and nominate a winner of the week. Last night, I I went to an event. It was a Boone County government dinner. It was hosted by the Boone County commissioners. um, And they try to do that every year and bring in all of the city elected officials and staff um, together so we can just talk about what's going on in our communities, how we can work together and uh, and support one another and share, you know, successes and challenges. And I always really enjoy um, getting to do that. Um, But we showed up in Hallsville and had a lovely meal. And they, before the meal, they brought out um, a teacher from Hallsville, and he explained that, and there were several students there, he explained the meal had been prepared by the new barbecue team at Hallsville that's part of their FFA program. And I, so I guess you can compete in these barbecue competitions as part of FFA, and these students are learning how to smoke meats and, I don't know, barbecue, um, I don't know how, but I would like to become a judge for that. Exactly. We were, I was honored to be able to taste it. The food was really good. And I thought, how, I mean, high schoolers. Uh, and so I just think teaching, uh, younger people life skills, um, especially things like cooking, uh, are always good. But anyway, I, uh, so I talked to the teacher and I'm hoping maybe on a feel good Friday we can get the barbecue team in here because also what he was saying was, I guess there's not a lot of barbecue teams in mid Missouri. It's very popular around the South. Um, and so encouraging other, uh, FFA programs in high schools, talking to you, Southern Boone, um, about getting a barbecue <laughs> team, uh, is something that they're looking at doing. So I, uh, I thought that was wonderful and I'm going to nominate them for winners of the week. Um, now, Trey, you, you guys just had an event with the Mizzou College Republicans here recently and you got some other events going on. Tell us what you guys have been up to. Yeah. So let's look ahead first. I always like to be looking ahead at things. Uh, at Mizzou-wide on Thursday, December 7th, 4 to 7 p.m. is Deck the Columns. All students, faculty, staff, and community invited for cocoa, cookies, and photos with Truman as we deck the columns and have the, as we ring in the uh, holiday season. I like that. On Francis Quadrangle. Okay, and you just had an event this week. That's right. On Wednesday, we hosted Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey and got to interact with him, ask him questions about his office, his life, how he came to be the attorney general. You know, his um, his getting into office was not the most traditional. He was not elected. He was appointed by Governor Parson back in uh, January. I don't know. What, yeah, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. So he's coming up on one year. That's wow. hard to believe. Yeah. And yeah, we're already in December. That is super hard to believe. So then tell me, so how many, like, how many students are showing up to your regular events? How many students do you consider members at, in, in at Mizzou? You know, it really does vary meeting by meeting. Predominantly, we are a discussion based organization. So we come in, we sit down and we discuss the nuances of different policies. One of our more hot Heated discussions is always abortion, 
um, especially the trans issues. A lot of those tend to bring out a pretty big turnout, both of college Republicans and members of the less right-wing clubs on campus, so okay. to speak. Certainly. But, but no, it's it's a very strong organization, especially t- and incredibly tight-knit. I like it. All right. Well, we hope to see more and more young people getting involved and actually discussing the issues. And so I appreciate all of the work that you've done with College Republicans. Coming up next, we are going to be talking about food at the airport. Very soon, we are going to have more options other than just rice cakes. I'm very excited about it. And I hope there's barbecue. (laughs) We'll find out next.